The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. All these excuses like, oh, well, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Let's just go back a little bit. You know how many once-in-a-lifetime things we've had recently? I think we need to stop thinking that they're once-in-a-lifetime things. You remember the tax day floods? That was once in a hundred years, right? right? And then like a year later. Memorial Day, right? And then what was that thing? Uh, that Harvey. was Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, a once in five hundred year thing. Worldwide pandemic. Hmm. Guys, we got to quit thinking that way and think. Hey, how do we? I, I, I'm not worried about fixing stuff. It's just how do we help people when these things happen? Carson Wentz was Philadelphia's backup. Yeah. There's a pretty big difference. They made. Sean Watson hasn't failed yet. The Eagles last year felt like like in the middle of the season we're saying, oh, we made a mistake signing Carson Wentz to an extension. I don't think the Texans ever felt like they made a mistake signing Deshaun Watson to an extension. So that's a pretty big difference. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Our number three, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed. At Degenerates 975. You can text the show. You should know the number for that by now. And if you don't, watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. You missed the first two hours. Uh, a little storm talk. A little sports talk. A little bit of everything. A little wine talk, even. How you can drink John Gotti's wine. Mm. And, uh, yeah, all that will be available on podcastarena.com at some point if you missed it. But we're happy to be back. First day back on the show. Um due to circumstances well beyond our control, which most intelligent people out there understood. But uh, we're happy to be back, man, having some fun. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. we got another hour to go, and you know what? Guess what we need to spend three hours on, AJ? Uh, JJ Watt? Uh, yeah, I like to call him JJ. Okay, so you, you like to call him Justin? Well, you, you, you tease this. I did. So why don't you set it up and... We'll go from there. Well, there's a report out there that the Bills and J.J. Watt have mutual interest in joining forces this offseason. And that would make sense on a, you know, from a, a salary cap standpoint, from an actual positional need standpoint. And from, a, he, like, from what I understand about J.J., he wants to go somewhere where he can compete. And the Bills were in the AFC Championship. That's that's pretty competitive. Seems like a good fit. You know, J.J.'s kind of a blue-collar guy, you know. It, it seems like a fit to me, but I wanted to ask you because obviously as someone who would like to see every good player want to go to the Bills. No, I, I, I they're one of the teams I mentioned all along, if he'd be interested in it. Uh, boy, Bills Mafia would love that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I think when you when you look at, you know, what they needed was pass rush. And J.J.'s not the pass rusher he used to be. Let, let's be honest. And sorry, J.J., I don't, I don't want to be the guy to tell you that. I think he's already out of town. You don't have to worry. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, 
But I, I do think with guys like Ed Oliver on that line, it's going to free him up a lot more than what he had here. He was the only dude here. So I, I, I would expect there he would have a lot more results than what we saw on last year's 4-12 and 12 Texans. I think it's a. I think it'd be a good signing for the Bills. I think it'd be a good place for JJ because I do think the Bills are a Super Bowl contender, and the fact that they didn't lose any of their coaches this off season when we thought they might, yeah, I think it's huge. So, because because if you lose Brian Dable and Dable's a reason that he's great, kind of like Philadelphia with Frank Reich, then there could be regression. But they didn't. They still got him for another year. So. I love a team that has all the coaches coming back. Add a few players here and there. And if you can add him, maybe one more pass rusher, even if it's a situational guy, I think that changes the defense quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, obviously, the the there's been lots of talk about Pittsburgh. It just doesn't really make... That, that, it's a cute story because he gets to play with yeah. his brothers, but if there's no... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And... The Packers talk certainly does make some sense. Makes more sense than Pittsburgh, I would say. Uh, but th- there's always been other options. And I, I saw JJ tweet the other day, oh, it's free agency's wild. And, I, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of teams that want him. Yeah, so, the, the most of the stories I've read have narrowed it down to Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo. And I, I think... Cleveland makes some sense. Boy, you put him opposite Miles Garrett. That improves their defense. I just don't trust Baker Mayfield to be the guy, no matter how good the rest of the team is. And I, I think the Bills, if the Bills can you know keep their key guys, because they've got a couple of free agents that they need to hang on to, but you put J.J. on that defense, you maybe add one more piece to that defense, and you add a running back, like a really quality running back to add a running game. And maybe tweak the offensive line a little bit. All those are little things that you can do either in the draft or in free agency. Well, but you add JJ to that team, I, I mean, I think they're a contender now, but it damn sure doesn't hurt. And they they drafted Zach Moss last year, and he looks like he's the best running back that they have. The problem was he was hurt for good chunks of this season. Yeah, you need somebody that that has some that can have some success for you, and, and if he's healthy, great. But they need to shore that up. I mean, their running game was and, non-existent. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is well, a lot of it is game plan. They, they mm-hmm. realize, like their coaching philosophy is we're more successful on passing downs than we are on running downs. So why do we feel like we need to run? Well, if you have somebody who can run, though, then you just diversify well, and you're even better. The league better. in general is more successful on passing. Like in, yeah. in, in 2021, it's a passing league. Uh, and, but, but, but they that also doesn't realize mean, you can't that doesn't just mean, abandon it. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't make your offense better, AJ, by adding no, a guy who who can break a few runs for you. That just make that just opens it up more for Josh Allen. But I, I think, and 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 not only that, get somebody to catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, that's those those are things that make you better. I mean, if you go in with what you got, you're fine. But if you're going to take that next step and beat the Chiefs, then you need a, a you need somebody like the Chiefs went out and got a lair. You need somebody like that. Uh, I, I I think that would uh, make a huge difference for him, and, and and you know again the offensive line could use maybe another player there, but defensively I think the offensive line could use a, a, a lot couple. of help. Well, like, they I, use a couple of players. Yeah, I mean I, I don't even think getting a good running back would help until you fix that. But mm-hmm. the offensive and defensive front are their their clear needs in my mind, and and JJ addresses one of those needs. Yeah. So, 
Uh, it, it's it's an interesting interesting discussion, but I, I still think that he, there's going to be a a lot of wooing of JJ. I think there's a lot of teams who want that guy, and it's going to come down to. I don't think it's come down to like the dollar offer, but it's going to come down to what offer, you know, basically is the best fit for him. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and I know DeAndre Hopkins was trying to recruit him to Arizona. I think that would be the worst possible place because I got bad news for you. Arizona, they're not going to be good, is about to become the Texans. They really are. And I, I don't want that for JJ. And I know the, the Bears haven't been mentioned. I know his. his his wife plays in Chicago. That wouldn't be a bad place either. Now, the quarterback situation is not good. The only Really, when you look at the teams that they're talking about, the only places where you have a stable quarterback situation is Green Bay and Buffalo. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen with Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh. And if he's not back, well, we've seen that act. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, And I, I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. Now, maybe he does. Maybe he believes in Baker Mayfield. Uh, it doesn't mean that Baker's a. I don't think Baker's a, a bad player. Boy, uh, but the I mean, apparently he's also been pretty serious about the Browns. And as far as that defense goes, that I think he looks at them and says, "You know what? This is a, a spot where I can have some real success. And if the defense gets even better, then, well, you, you're that, that's all the more wiggle room a guy like Baker Mayfield would have." According to an NFL insider, if he signs with a team by this weekend, he believes it'd be the Browns or Bills. If it gets passed early next week, the Packers and Steelers may be working some cap magic. That's the thing. The 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 Bills and the Browns do have a little room to play with. So their their point is that how long he waits for a landing spot will tell you where he's headed. But I, I think I think Buffalo would be a good spot for him. Because I, I think that team's gonna be good for the next couple of years at least. And another thing that kind of, I don't want to say takes Pittsburgh out of the mix, Steelers are $30 million over their cap already. Right, and that's that's one of the points of this thing. They, if they go out and find some ways to make it work, then okay. And did you see what, what Schefter tweeted today about the salary cap? That'd be 180 Yeah, at, um, at, like the minimum is 180 Most people thought the worst it could get would be 175 Yeah. So saying the minimum 180 it doesn't tell you a whole lot, but if it is that 180, 185 range, now you're talking more about like 2017, 2018 salary cap. Right. Boy, that's tough on a lot of teams, you know, and, and would essentially take Pittsburgh out of it. I would think so. Although, again, you can, you can clear a lot of room in a hurry if, you know, you know what you're doing and the Steelers know what they're doing, but is it worth it for them to do that just to put JJ with his brothers? I think they, they may have to, look, you may have to go out there and get a quarterback. Now, I think Ben counts 41 against their cap. Well, there's one way to do it. But do you want to go there if Ben's not the or you know and and they're talking about he's going to have to, you know, basically renegotiate his contract. Uh which you know, I I could see that. But you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a uh like the Steelers for hang on a second. This thing is really acting goofy. So Ben Roethlisberger, cap number 41 million. If you renegotiate his contract, I think you should be able to make it work. But if you cut him, you're saving $19 million, but you're going to have $22 million in dead cap. Do you really want to do that? I don't know. Uh, so Pouncey comes off the books, though. That's a $8 million. That's a $14 million contract. As a retiring guy, I don't think you have to pay any of that. 
Um, so that helps. I, it just doesn't seem like a. It's, uh, I, you, you cut Eric Ebron, you'd save six million dollars. Um, but I mean, are you, you doing do all this stuff to get JJ Watt on the team? No, uh, I, I'm not. Because an you, aging you, veteran JJ Watt. Yeah, you've, you've got a. I mean, because you're already going to have to fill some other holes, right? Yeah, it's either a fit or it's not, and it just doesn't seem. like It doesn't a fit. feel like a fit. It feels like you're kind of forcing it. So. All right, we are going to take a very quick break. And Still Curtin says Ben's already said he's going to take a pay cut. Yeah, except uh, they, the Steelers are kind of sounding weird about that. Like, yeah, we might negotiate that. We might not. It, it, it's kind of a weird situation, I, and maybe it's just them negotiating. All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97. 592.5. I'm sipping low key at Onyx, Rider Rider. When I'm pulling up right beside you, pop star Lil Mariah. When I text, keep game wireless. Throw a stack on the bottle. No Snapchat, I took my She fall through plenty, her and all her guineas. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. And no, you're not getting eight hours of Blitz today. We're... We're happy to give you three. That's what we do. <laughs> just just to catch up? No, no, no. Because you know what? Technically, those weren't days off. Boy, that's, is that three today? I haven't been keeping track. I, somebody nailed your first that's one. That's two so far okay. on air. I had a, uh, a Syrian. I think there was one during a break. Spicy chicken sandwich today. Mm. I see. But um, Got a little burn, a little afterburn. Yeah, I, I totally have lost my train of thought, so I have no idea what I was talking about. We're not doing eight hours of the. Of oh the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, <laughs> we love you guys. We're glad to be back, but yeah, just not going to happen. Hey, have you seen? Uh, let's switch it up a little bit. Have you seen the trailers for uh, Disney's Cruella? <laughs> no, dude, Emma Stone as Cruella. I, I mean, first off, uh, Emma Stone's probably at the top of my list. These days, if you don't like Emma Stone, then I think you're a communist. Okay. But everybody is comparing her look to the Joker. It's going to be like Cruella as the Joker with Emma Stone. I I have no interest in this, but now that I see her, I'm like, I I could, I could get behind this, get behind her. Well, big fan. I'm sure it'll be good. Eh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just hope people don't go out and buy Dalmatians again. <laughs> well, I hope, by the I, way, they're not so dogs. I hope no, no. I hope nobody buys a hundred and one of them. Certainly, no, it, and well, I hope it doesn't. Just make, trying to make a coat. I hope it doesn't make people want to steal Dalmatians to make coats. Yeah, that that would be bad. That would be bad. Just because mine mine will eat you. So, it, just in fan says Emma Stone underrated. I I'm I'm gonna go with not underrated because she's number one on my list. Number one? Numero uno, senor. Um, You know, obviously, it's like 
college basketball, every now and then you lose a game and you fall off and fall out of the top five. But no, the, the, she's she is a a very consistent top three on my list at all times. Okay, and number one, I would say right now. And I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. 12.07 to go on the first, Houston 12, Wichita 9. Not exactly uh, out there tearing it up. Well, it, I mean, Brad said under. That's that's what, uh, that's what an under pace. I want to be asking, who is Emma Stone? If you've never seen um, Easy A. Emma Stone is super like bad. cute, quirky girl. Yeah, uh, both, both of the like, Zombieland movies. I don't think of her as like super hot Dude, either. That, but see, I find cute, quirky, super hot. I mean, right. that that separates you. I mean, listen, anybody can make themselves hot, okay? And, you know, wander around. Oh, look look at how hot I am. Woo, great. Yeah, but if you're not quirky, if you don't, don't have some personality, then you're just, to me, you're Do just... Do you like that Zoe Deschanel? Uh, she's okay. She's another one who I think is, like, yeah. cute and quirky. Yeah. But I don't, but, but she's also not as hot as Emma Stone. In my I like her sister more. What's what's her sister? Uh, what's she, she was from? in uh, the, that TV show Bones. Mm. Yeah, my wife watched that show. I've never watched it. Uh, what's her oh, first yeah, name? That, I always get that confused. Emily. I always get that confused with House. Don't ask me why, because the wife watches both of them, and I don't. Really I like House. Uh, I like Peter Lorre. I think he's a really good actor. Uh, so oh, they, they do look very similar. Uh, Emily looks like the more uh, like. Like she looks like the responsible sister who's married and and has a husband with a good job, and Zoe looks like the little sister who probably uh, is dating a, a musician. That seem that's probably a good fit, right? She she's the one who like Emily was in high school. Zoe was like a freshman or still not in high school, and the word already got around that Zoe will do stuff in the car, right? And if Emily you just would. take her out, yeah. So everybody who wanted Emily. Was like, oh, I'm just gonna go for Zoe. She's she does put stuff. some respect on her name. It's Emma, not no, Emily. We're talking no, about Emily totally different. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I. That raw Texas Emma Stone, a five, maybe a six. For you know what? That's okay. You can think that. I'll. T- I, I. 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 She's a ten to me. Smith, what about she's ten Emma, to me? Damn it. What about Emma Roberts? And she doesn't. She doesn't really do it for me because, dude, she was like, uh, um. What the hell was she in? You better be careful. Josh will rub his junk on your microphone to get back at you for bad mouthing Emma Roberts. I'm not. It's just there's there's some reason about her. There's something about her that I, that kind of turned me off. I don't remember what it was. He thinks Emma Roberts is hot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Eh. Is it like the role she played in Where the Millers? Maybe because she was playing like a, a teenage or like a young oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. She she came off as way too young for me. Josh and I. I just don't find that attractive. Have extremely different tastes. I don't find her attractive at all. I don't find her unattractive, but she looks too young to me. Is that Julia Roberts' daughter? Uh, niece, I think. Okay. I bet that has some to do with it because I don't find Julia Roberts attractive either. I, I like When I go through my my rankings, I, I, I like diversity. I mean, redheads, obviously. Emma Roberts, huh? But oh, Emma God. Stone, number one. Tessa Thompson is either two or three. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, it's between her and Marina Bakarin. 
That's my definite top three right now. You know who's worked their way up the power rankings is that Kiwi girl with the thick thighs from the pro wrestling. I don't know her name, but <laughs> I saw her at the Royal Rumble, and she's hot. She's probably number one on my list these days. I don't even know her name. Wrestling girl. Thick thighs wrestling girl. Yeah, I've, I've got to give a little more thought to four and five because, you know, that, that it's like it's like who makes the playoffs. Like when you have you got your top three that are I mean this is Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State locks. I think my all time favorite or my I mean it probably still my current favorite because she's not washed yet is Minka Kelly, but she doesn't she's not famous anymore. She doesn't do acting or anything like that anymore. So I may have to take her off the list. Because where the hell am I going to top see ten? Her? She was top ten for me. Where am I going to find her now? Uh, isn't she doing infomercials? I don't know. I don't think so. You know what? Didn't she do a... What the hell did she do recently that I saw her in? Um, I don't remember. Alexandra Daddario is pretty high on my list. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad one. Uh, Lily from AT&T is high on my list. I'm not allowed to count cartoons, but insurance girl. Okay. So just so you know. Well, we both have a, car, we both have a, a commercial girl. Yeah, but I, I, I can't count that one. Um, I mean, the truth is you have as much chance of having sex with the insurance girl as I do of having more. sex with Lily uh, from AT&T. Uh, you know, I, I was actually thinking uh, Mila Kunis because I saw her in that commercial where, with her. The bourbon Ashton, commercial? Yeah. No, she was in the uh, an Ashton Kutcher commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm still a fan of hers. I still think she's very attractive, certainly in that conversation. For you know, in that four, five, six range, she's kind of uh, thinned out a little. Yeah, like more recent pictures of her. Yeah, looks like she's lost some weight, and not in my favorite way. Mm. Not that I judge women based on you know their weight, but I do like a nice, healthy thickness to well, a guy. I'm sorry, if it, I mean we're doing sexist things here, talking about our favorites. I mean, if you judge her by based on whatever you want, because it, it's supposed to be a, I mean. Anybody's top five. It's a it's a pure fantasy. So it's your you know it's a it's a subjective thing, and you know that's where little things come in, into play. For me, the fact that Emma Stone is funny, and you know I've seen her on talk shows. She's actually very personable and quirky. That puts her over the top. So let's talk to Mark. He wants to talk about sports matches. Okay, fine. Hello, Mark. Hey, sports guys. Hey, AJ, quick question for you, man. Uh, In regards to the fights last weekend, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on Usman's performance and where you would put him on the all-time list for welterweight. I think he tied or maybe passed GSP's uh, um, winning streak in the division or or title defenses, and I just wanted to see where you thought he was in that division and would you even put him over GSP. And second question, if he did fight GSP in his prime, how do you think that would go down? I hang up and listen. Uh, I, I mean, it's interesting because I, I think I think George St. Pierre is better than Kamara. Prime George St. Pierre is better than Kamara Usman, if only because George was more well-rounded. Uh, George George was just as good of a wrestler as Kamara, at least an MMA wrestler. Um, but he was also, I mean, look what he did to Josh Koscheck with just a jab, just pieced him up. I mean, he became an overall great mixed martial artist. I think I still think Usman's got a little bit of the 
he can just dominate you with one thing. Although, I mean, he cracked on uh, Gilbert Burns, and but Gilbert Burns also not a, a very good striker. Um, I I think that he is underappreciated right now because he is not a guy that people want to pay big bucks to see on pay per view. That I think that it's going to continue to be difficult to to put him as the headliner on a pay per view. But he is really incredible and and just dominant. And I thought that he was going to go all five rounds with Gilbert. And and uh, credit to Gilbert, who came out in the first round and, and looked like, boy, maybe he was the, be the one that gave Camaro some trouble. But then from then on, it was just Camaro whooping that ass. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's he's certainly in the, in the conversation. Um, but I, I don't think that he's at the George St. Pierre level yet uh, at 170 pounds. I think I, Matt Hughes was the guy for the longest time. Um, I, I think that if you're talking about where's Usman, he's, he's somewhere in, in that, in that conversation with Matt Hughes, uh, you know, and, and there's people who don't remember Robbie Lawler, how great he was before the decline, but he was in that discussion too. But um, yeah, that, that's that's where I, I'd have Kamaru right there in that, pro- probably ahead of Matt Hughes at this point, to be honest, but not you know, on GSP's level. Hey, some good news for UH fans. Fabian White playing tonight. Well, there you go. Torres ACL last May, hasn't played since. And Welcome uh, in. Already scored a basket. So that's that's good news for the stretch run. All right. Quick break. Don't go anywhere. Only two segments left to go. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. I see Jack Easterby his uh, return to the Twitch. Tony Storm is the name of the hot wrestler gal. Ah. The hot wrestling lady. So it says she's an Aust- a New Zealand-born Australian pro wrestler. Uh, see, now I, I'm a I'm a fan of New, Ze- New Zealand women and Aussie women. No Try to question. pull up uh, if there's look look for an interview with Tony Storm, T O N I Storm, and let's see how she talks. Aaron, I've never heard her talk. Oh, uh, uh, well, but I bet once once Fred hears her talk, I mean, he's going to be on Team Tony. That that'll definitely help because. You know what? Uh, Charlize Theron's still in my top five. She's kind of back in now. I like her only in Monster. Well, I love her in Monster. <laughs> but uh, that old uh, old guard that she just did recently where she was basically a, a hot John Wick, I, I, that does it for me, man. In Any chick that is like eternal and can kill things, I'm all about that. So I'll let you listen to the first like sentence of this because I, I haven't vetted this whole video. Okay. But this is her voice. Hey guys, this is Tony Storm, and I'm here to chill out and talk about buffets with Alicia Ratut. What do you think, Fred? Not bad, not bad. I, I, I like, it's a little heavy for me, 
See, like I, I, a good New Zealand accent's a little. It's closer to like South African, where it's it's very smooth. Like a hardcore Australian accent's like really guttural, but it's still very sexy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, so, oh, it, it's it's good. I'm going to give it a solid seven, seven and a half. Not quite a ten. Okay. Well, she's my favorite pro wrestler. I, I'm I I like she's her. Andre the Giant class. But you know, I like I like kind of. You know I me, mean? I like a touch of the gutter. I like a little, you know, it's a little craziness to them, but uniqueness. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying she can't move up the rankings, okay? she's She's got some good wins on her resume and no real bad losses. So, I think. Well, she didn't last very long in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but that doesn't count. We're, you know, that, that doesn't affect things at all. I don't remember who she got thrown out by. I think it was the Marilyn Manson looking girl that mm. ended up doing very well. I'll tell you who never quite got in my top ten, who was, who was basically banned from the rankings, Gina Carano. Uh, well, she never made it to your rankings? No, she never did. Uh, it's funny because Matt and I interviewed her one time, and it was like one of the, she was like one of the worst interviews we've ever had. I've, interview, I've, I've talked to her a couple times, uh, and she was always very nice, but always incredibly boring. Uh, so I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I hate to make it sound like I don't want to say she's not bright, but she's not bright. She's, she's not a bad person. No, I don't know. Now that she's gotten into Jews and Nazis and all that stuff. Oh yeah, she didn't used to be a bad person, but now I don't know. Uh, but I remember Matt asking her. It's like, okay, so you've done some modeling in addition to fighting. Is oh, I didn't do any modeling. I just had my picture taken for a magazine. Okay, well, <laughs> fine. So you're on a magazine cover, but you know you didn't do any modeling. Okay, and then it kind of went downhill from there. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is the number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. See, I've got four of my top five. So one more gets in the playoff because four plays five, right? Yeah, you have to have a top five, but it would probably have to be like she's not famous enough. But Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. She's pretty famous, is she? She uh, was in uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, that's yeah, her yeah. biggest role. But she's got some other ones. And she was in that movie where with the the girl that looks just like her, Amy Adams. What's the name of that movie? Is that uh, Gone Girl? No, no, it's not that. God, there's a movie. With, I mean, those two girls look exactly the same. Uh, I, I don't. Aaron, Aaron will find it. But it, I mean. You, now you see me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Just look up Amy Adams' Isla Fisher movie. Nocturnal Animals? Maybe that's what it is. Hmm. Uh, but they basically play, they play, one of them, they, they play on different timelines. I mean, you can't tell the difference between them when they're in the scene. I, I can't tell the difference between them. Yeah, they were both in that Okay, that's what it was then. A wealthy art gallery owner is haunted by her ex-husband's novel, a violent thriller she interprets as a symbolic revenge tale. Yes. Hmm. And she is, Isla Fisher, hotter than Amy Adams, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 although I like Amy Adams. Again, contender. You like every redhead girl, though. Not every redhead. Except Bette Midler. Oh, God. She, she can die. I got nothing for her. She's pretty close, I'm guessing. Yeah, I hope so. Is it okay to uh, 
No, let me just a generic question because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I'm glad Rush Limbaugh's dead." Is it okay to say you're glad somebody's dead? Um, I mean, if you are, you are. I, I, I mean, that it, that's fine, right? There's there's people who get mad about stuff like that. I don't I don't care. I mean, like, listen, there's there's some people that I, I've never understood why it's okay to hate someone when they're alive. And, oh, and but it's then so you have sad. to like pretend like you don't hate them when they die. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I we were talking about this during uh, a Twitch break about Rush Limbaugh. I wouldn't say I hated Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I, I I didn't agree with really anything that Rush Limbaugh had to say, and and I think he said some pretty terrible terrible things over the course of his career. But I was also at the same time amazed by the success he had in in the industry that I work in. I, I mean, there's uh, yeah, I, I mean, I recognize the impact. Uh, am I? Sorry to see him go. Nah, not really. You don't have to. You don't have to feign caring about someone Cause, dying. Because I had there That's was the a, worst. There was a guy I worked with that I completely disliked, and then when he died, somebody called. Hey, you going to the funeral? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like I didn't like the guy when he was alive. Why am I going to pretend now he didn't like me? So you know, I'm with you on. It that. Sounds like you're. I, I sounds hate, like you're happy he's dead. Like, I'm not. Uh, you know what? I don't care. It's one of my least favorite things about society is they expect you to only say nice things about dead people. <sighs> but that's, that's the difference between the time we live in now and when this guy you worked with died, Fred, is that you weren't going out and standing on a street corner with a sign that said, F this dude, he was a dick. Where that's yeah, what Twitter that's is, is everybody's going to the street corner of Twitter and going, I'm glad blah, blah, blah is dead. Usually back in the day when somebody died he didn't like, you went, oh, okay. Yeah, but I, it, I'm I not going to shed a tear. Oh but, well. But who cares if it, I mean it's do you have to, is it because you had to keep it a secret back then? No, it's just mean, nobody yeah. cared. Nobody nobody thought everybody I, needed to I, see I, every single thought that ever creeped into their head. I just wouldn't I, I I wouldn't say anything if I was glad somebody was dead. I'd just keep my mouth shut. And I still kind of do that. But, Same here. But I will say today after what she said when Bette Midler dies, I'll I'll throw a party. There was a there, there's been broadcasters in this town who died that you didn't feel bad about them dying. Mm-hmm. I, I look, Milo Hamilton was a jerk to me when he was alive. Uh, he, I never liked him. I wasn't gonna shed a tear. I was like, oh, say something nice about Milo. I have nothing nice to say about the guy. He was, he, and you know what? There are some people who say he was great to them, and uh, that's that's great for them. That's, that's great for story. them. But yeah. my my relate my times of uh, dealing with him were all completely negative, and I had nothing positive to say. The truth is, there's a lot of people who don't like me. And when, I, I, die, when I die, I hope those people don't say, oh, all that time I, was, I hated AJ, I didn't realize what a great fella he was. Mm. I'll miss him so much. Like, if you didn't like me, you didn't like me, and that's okay. I'll be dead. I won't even care then. So I'll care I, less than I do now. So if I don't go to his funeral, I, I don't want that to be an indicator or anything. But, Are you thinking about not attending Rush Limbaugh's funeral? Uh, I'm not going to Rush's funeral. Sorry. All right. Well, that tells the because, story. Because you know what's happening that we totally forgot about? COVID. The Rona. Yeah. Notice how we don't have and the Rona? Rush Limbaugh didn't even get Rona. Oh, hey, uh, somebody said something I wanted to mention today to, to throw into the uh, the box of love. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, John and Teresa. I saw that. That's pretty weekend. awesome, huh? They're going to have a little girl? Yeah. Well, that sucks they're having a girl. Oh, stop. I, Stop! I listen. I know uh, in in Asian cultures you have to you know you want a masculine child, and Jong's very disappointed. I'm sure, 
But he's putting on a brave face. I mean, that's what he does. Good uh, for him. Man, the the whole thing he put on Twitter where he found out about it, where he, got, he was so freaking excited. That was awesome, man. I, I'm happy for that, dude. It's funny. Yeah. I, I I talked to Jong maybe a week ago. Yeah. Uh, and I... I don't. I I'm, I think they did a pretty good job of keeping it under wraps from everybody because he didn't even mention that that it was a possibility. So yeah, well, but he looked pretty surprised when he found out that it actually worked. So well, congratulations to him. Yeah, to to both you guys. And um, you know, what? I was thinking for for your next read here, we ought to get those guys from the Geico commercial. The hoops, there it is. What do you think? Why not? That's it's not hoops. There it is. Oh. That's not how the song goes, Fred. Uh, well, it doesn't go scoops. There it is either, and it worked no, for Geico. Well, Geico does a good job. Well, Geico too good for you? Okay, uh, okay. fine. Okay, hoops. There it is. <laughs> hoops. There it is. Okay, you're right. It doesn't dunka, work. Dunka, lunka, dunka, lunka. Actually, does, that part worked. <laughs> I don't like it, but ho- pro dunk hoops, I do like that, although my pro dunks hoops goal, unfortunately... Like when when the Rona hit, my kids could be outside hooping it up every day. Unfortunately, when winter storm hell twenty twenty one hits, they can't go outside and hoop it up. That was that was the downside. But uh, but it is an awesome goal, and it's got the thickest steel of any goal on the market. Way thicker than the than the best brands in the big box store. So it's going to last, and it's got a, a a backboard that if it breaks or cracks for any reason ever, they're going to replace it for free, uh, and. All these goals, that, by the way, they've got one to fit your house, your driveway, your backyard. Uh, if you want a fully portable version, they've got that. And every one of them adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with the turn of a handle, as simple as that. That way, every age kid can get out there and play and have fun. And that's the important thing. Uh, you want to see everything that, that Hoops has, go to ProDunkHoops.com. You'll see all the great goals that they've got there, or you can just give them a call, 281-351-9822 for Pro Dunk Hoops. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-3776, but this is the last segment. What the hell? You know who else I, I found very hot? The chick who played the Ancient One in Doctor Strange. Bald. Hmm. Found that very attractive. All right. Plus, she was a badass, and then she died. When it, when you said the ancient one, I was thinking of uh, the never-ending story. Hmm. But I guess yours was better. Fine, fine. You go back, and I'll take uh, Doctor Strange. All right. Um, you want to do some Hoffman on Yeah, Hollywood? let's do some Hoffman on it Hollywood. It is Thursday, after all. It, God, it doesn't feel like it, but okay. Um, apparently, Bam Margera is uh, back on that stuff. Uh, In several disturbing and since-deleted videos posted to his Instagram last week that were picked up by TMZ, uh, Bam lashed out at the production of the latest installment of the Jackass franchise, saying he's being cut out of the movie and they were stealing his ideas. Uh, 
He claimed that during the production, he had to submit to breathalyzer and urine tests and that his medications were being mandated by Paramount, the studio behind the movie. Margera appeared to be inebriated in the videos, the first of which began with him saying, Who the bleep cares if I'm drunk as hell or not anymore? Jackass has put me through bleeping hell on bleeping wheels for the past year and a half. Uh... Apparently, the franchise, obviously, they started back in 2002. They made a bunch of money. Uh, the first one made $64 million on a $5 million budget. Uh, two, the two sequels grossed $170 million. And then, obviously, the MTV show made them some money. Uh, throughout the videos, Margera cried, stopped to vomit at one point, asked the public to send him money on Venmo, and said his wife had caught him looking up how to tie a noose prompting them to move to California. Jackass, Jackass does not care about me, ladies and gentlemen. And apparently the uh, Johnny Knoxville and others have reached out to Bam and trying to get him help again, but um, not going well for old Bam. There's always like, It used to be Steve-O was the one that was in real bad shape, and now I think he's sober and Bam uh, struggling. Uh, this is... Only vaguely Hollywood, but I, I did want to. I saw this story today on uh, Rolling Stone that the exit in in Nashville, uh, one of the, I, I, I mean, I guess it's it's been around for like fifty years. It's sort of a, a smallish rock venue. Yeah, is apparently up for sale. So maybe closing down would be my my best guess. Uh, did you ever get to see any shows at Exit Inn? Yes. Yeah. Uh, at least a handful yeah, that I can remember. Would be very disappointed to see that go, but I know COVID is ruining a lot of these live music venues, and, and it looks like one of the the historic ones right there is uh, is on its way. And I've got one long story here for the last part of Hoffman on Hollywood. I've got the top twenty one most hated rock bands of all time, according to data. It says. Interesting. I bet some of them are also some of the most popular. I'm sure they... Oh, I, in fact, looking... I, I can only see number 21. I, I know I've yeah. read the list, but number 21 fits your bill very, very well. Um, but obviously, art is subjected, but, uh, subjective, but they said, We scoured countless lists, message boards, and articles on the most hated bands to see which bands popped up the most frequently. Uh, for their list, they looked at five key metrics... From expert opinions to fan surveys, they looked at the top 20 worst bands of all time list, then the Vice 123 worst musicians of all time, went through all these different bands and had had a weighted value, and put together this list. Number 21, Linkin Park. I can see that, although I don't really hate, I don't... Pretty wildly popular and successful band. Yeah, I, I don't know why people would hate them. This makes me sad. Number 20... The Spin Doctors, who had uh, mm-hmm. two good albums that I enjoyed at the time and, you know, are now looked at as sort of a joke band, but yeah. that's all right. Okay. Uh, number 19, these guys also had some success, Nirvana. Yeah, I can see why, though, they'd be hated. I don't. I mean, I love them, but I I, I can see why you people hate them. 18, Rush. Oh, you hate Rush. So I do hate go. Rush. Yeah. 17, Pearl Jam. Okay. 16, Juggalo Trey's favorite band, Oasis. See that? Number 15, Corn. Definitely can see that. Number 14, Metallica. Eh, okay. Number 13, The Doors. Okay, you hate The Doors, so that makes sense. Number 12, my eight-year-old's favorite band, Green Day. Mm, I don't know. That seems pretty high for me, but okay. 11, Coldplay. 
Oh, they should be number one. That is like the <laughs> that is the crappiest the, the worst band halftime ever. show ever. For oh sure. God, they were terrible. Number ten, Dave Matthews Band, who I also hate. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, uh, not a fan. Number nine, Kiss. That makes sense. Yeah. Number eight, Radiohead. Definitely also makes sense. Number seven, Fish. Okay. Number six made me sad to see this, but I also I, I'm a big fan. I know a lot of people aren't. Bob Dylan. Yeah, he may, he could actually put him in the top three, probably. Number five, Mumford and Sons. Okay, that's I don't even know if they're popular enough to be hated. Number four, U two. Okay, also very successful. Yeah, very successful, but I could see why people hate him. Number I'm, three, Creed. Oh yeah, that's definitely. And number two, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I just one of those days. I think you can probably guess who number one is, and it's exactly who you would expect it to be. Nickelback. Yeah. No shock there. There's yeah. no big surprise. I, the end. I I don't know about the biscuit at two. I think you two should be number two because you know they they make some some music that people like, but they're also they also take themselves so seriously. That's what that's to me what separates a band like Limp Biscuit from a band like U2. Yeah. Like Limp Biscuit knows that they're just a bunch of they just want to break me- stuff. Mediocre musicians out there writing crappy songs and having fun and getting people to and, mosh. And Bono's out there taking himself so seriously with right. every lyric. It, it's very Coldplay-ish. It's just you know they're more popular than Coldplay and they've been around longer. Bob Dylan, also a victim of that, takes himself very seriously. Yeah, you know what? That, that, that's your. Those two need to go. I mean, Coldplay, YouTube, they need to go two, three in that list. At least like Kiss, Kiss is kind of like Limp Biscuit. Although I think Gene Simmons takes himself maybe more seriously yeah. than well, he should. As he's gotten older, he has. In, in the day, they were just a glam band. And, but you kind of know what you got there. Yeah. So there you go. That's the uh, the worst bands of all time ranked, or the most hated bands. Most hated, yeah, of, of all time ranked. Uh, speaking of things closing down in Nashville, when you live there, did you ever go to Rotiers? No, right across from the Parthenon. It's a little like hole in the wall, probably the size of these two studios. One of the best burgers I've ever had. Just suddenly closed out of nowhere because oh. of COVID. They were open for I think like seventy years. God. I want to. Uh, you know what? I want to. I'm going to do something brave here, and I'm going to take a stance. And I'm saying this now while it still exists. I'm not when when COVID dies, I'm not gonna say nice things about it. I hate COVID. I hate coronavirus. I hate COVID nineteen and any future COVIDs. Yeah, twenty, twenty one. You know what? Those all those bitches can die. So even I'm when they you. go away, I'm still gonna hate them. I'm telling you that now with peace and love. I, I hate them. I'm gonna wish evil on them. I hate COVID. Yeah. Thirty four thirty three UH over Wichita at the half. Ah. Really, Aaron? Really? All right. I hate you too as well, so I think they should be at the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Nickelback takes themselves seriously either, though. I mean, they, they're a party band. They're, they're, like, they're kind of in the Limp Bizkit thing. I mean, they, they know what they are. They literally did what Beastie Boys did on License to Ill and just made an entire career out of it. Album after album. Hmm. All right. Guess what? That's going to wrap it up. Good to be back, guys. And unless we have uh, Stormageddon 2, we'll be back tomorrow. That's the game plan. Soccer uh, matters. Soccer matters. Coming up next, stick around for Glenn Davis. Till tomorrow. Stay sportsy, bitches. ESPN 97.5.